0: Welcome to episode 107 of the Inside Bite. I'm your host, Tim Schaefer. I'm here with my co-host, Rudy. How are you doing this week?
1: Hey Tim, I'm good. Trying to fill the time. You know, I have so much time in the summer, so (laughs) trying to find things to do every day instead of just sitting at home, you know? Coming to my mom's house, just bothering her. Hey, what are you doing, mom? (laughs) What are you doing, dad? Or trying to get together with friends here and there. But man, it's like so much time, you know? It's a good problem to have, but it's, I don't know, this summer's hitting me different. Usually I'm like happy to be by myself all day. (laughs) This summer though, I'm kind of like, oh, this is kind of (laughs)
0: lonely Yeah, I mean it's it's been a long time since I've had a uh, boring summer, but yeah, sure. I I don't know. I'm 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 jelly, but maybe I'm not. You know, I don't know.
1: Yeah, it's a double edged sword, you know.
0: <laughs> like I said a few times in the show prior, building up like physical collections in each of these different like systems. I mean, I've gotten like six and sixty four games within the last week or whatever. But then I was thinking like, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm a, I'm just gonna have like maybe a 10 minute segment where I just go through my physical collection in each system that I have. And I'm going to start with a more recent one with switch and just go through all my switch, physical games, nothing digital, digital will be here all day. I think it'd be fun to just go like every time on an episode, take a little segment. One-second reviews. Basically, grab a game and throw a number at it and move on to the next. Okay, And I like just that run through that instead of trying to describe each game and all of that. I'm just going to give, like, if I haven't played it, I'll just say I haven't played it. Otherwise, I'm throwing a number at it and moving on. And that's what I'm doing. I'm going to start with Switch here and actually have a lot more Switch games than I ever imagined mm-hmm. I would when it comes to physical. Because especially switch it's so nice having digital for some reason i just have this opposite feeling on like i don't know nintendo and physical just feels like it goes to we'll hand. It hand. <laughs> it's, weird. it's weird i don't know so before i even get into the game cases i have some loose games here let's see we got the uh labo right
1: oh labo yep
0: eight I think it's a lot better than people say it is. Bunch of okay. uh, like RK Pac-Man crap. 5 Tears of the Kingdom, sealed 10. Of course. LA Noir 8 Kirby and the Forgotten Land 9 Kirby Star Allies 6. Okay. Uh The World Ends With You, the sequel to it. No, this is the final you remix. Uh, no, nope. the final remix. Oh yeah, yeah. I can Switch. I haven't touched it. <laughs> Spyro Legacy Collection. Is that what it's called? No, Reignited Trilogy. Oh, I remember that one. Seven. One, two, Switch. Six. Uh, Mega Man Zero X Legacy Collection. Eight. Hybrid Warriors Definitive Edition. Nine. I'm throwing a nine at it. Okay. I, I actually think it's really, really good and has a whole lot of really cool... I just love the adventure map. If anyone's ever played it, you'll know what I'm talking about. The adventure map is amazing in that game. Arms. 7.5. Splatoon 2. 9. Ring Fit Adventure. 9. Okay. Mega Man 11. 8.
1: Uh,
0: Secret of Mana Collection. I imported it from Japan because I didn't think we were going to get it to the West, and I was freaking out because it's a collection of 1, 2, and 3. 3 being my favorite SNES game to exist, I think, if I really think about it. I don't know. It's in the top three easily. But they actually did bring it West, so I think I actually bought it again in the West. Maybe I just bought it digital and I bought it physical at first, and I didn't feel like I needed two physicals, even though one's Japan. But I'm gonna give this a uh, give it a nine. Only cuz I think the other games are like one's kind of weak. It's like a five. The original okay. Secret of Mana game is like a nine out of ten. And then like the third game is a good old ten out of ten. But that first game weighs it down a lot, so as a collection, I'm throwing a am uh, going okay. an eight at it. Dragon Ball Z's Universe 2. This is genuinely a great game.
1: Uh, eight. I didn't see which one that was. What's
0: Dragon Ball? Uh, Dragon Ball Z's Universe 2. It's a good eight. Uh, Smash oh. Bros. Ultimate, 10 out of 10. Great game. 10 out of 10. Mark Card 8 Deluxe, 10 out of 10. You agree with that? Oh,
1: yeah. I mean, that game, God, <laughs> that game at this point? Jesus.
0: Splatoon 3, 9.5. Mega Man X, X2 Collection. 9.5 Super Mario 3D All Star 10 out of 10. I mean, 64 Sunshine and Galaxy. Sunshine weighs it down a little if you're not really into that. But the Still fact good, of 64 though. and Galaxy, Galaxy, I mean, it's it's too strong. 10 Nintendo Switch Sports. I think it's actually good. A lot of people are like, whatever on it. I like it a lot. Um, I think it's a great game to play with. People live room and all of that. I will throw an 8. Okay. Uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild 10 out of 10. Zelda Link's Awakening 9 out of 10. Great game. Yes, 8. 7. Super Mario Odyssey uh, 10 out of 10. The damn good one, yeah. <laughs> I was like really thinking about that about it. Yeah. Luigi's Mansion 3 9. Final Fantasy twelve, Zodiac Age. Nine. The original twelve is like eight seven point five, but that Zodiac Age, because it's the international release, they added so much more to it. Yeah, they a lot of stuff. And okay. it's 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 really good. I mean it greatly improved the game. Uh characters were kind of stuck to a certain path and it was a big complaint of mine. And they just made any character be able to go anywhere you want, and it greatly enhanced it. So yeah. Uh, and Rabbit's Kingdom Battle, nine out of ten. Uh, last uh, two more here. Astral what? Chain, Ooh,
1: nine point five.
0: Really strong. Really strong. Super high recommendation. That's good um, one. Cave Story Plus. Um, this is probably the coolest physical edition here. You th- yeah. throw it up here. It has. Yeah, I'll just pull it out here. One, it has the soundtrack to it. On a little mini disc, which is oh, super boy. awesome, but weirdly cooler than that is this Game Boy ask manual. Mm. It, it looks ex- it's the exact replica of how like classic Game Boy manuals would be, but it is color actually up in it. But you know, it's really sad we don't get manuals anymore. And this is one of the cooler designed ones because it's in the spirit of the original Game Boy, and I just think it's a really really cool touch gotcha all right. um and that will do it uh, just a big quick gauntlet through all of the switch physical that i own and uh yeah i was thinking each week just run through it and just throw numbers at every game and uh all right. and then move I like on. that idea yeah yeah, yeah. Right. very cool all right let's get into the news and you can do this first one here
1: all right so first up we got Armored Core 6 Fires of Rubicon gets a new story trailer. Despite the six in the title, Fires, excuse me, Fire of Rubicon serves as a reboot. The game unfolds on Planet Rubicon, in which its most sought-after resources resource, Coral, was the cause of a disaster that engulfed the planet in flames. Decades later, the now contaminated planet has been condemned. But the rediscovery of Coral has attracted various factions, sparking a new war in the destroyed world. Players control mercenary C4621 or Raven for short, who was thrown into this epic struggle. Pitting mega corporations, military forces, and other groups against each other. Based on the trailer, somber It won't be pretty. Armored Core Six: Fires of Rubicon launches on August twenty fifth for PlayStation, Xbox consoles, and PC. I'm excited, man. And what's great?
0: You should, if you haven't seen this new story trailer, definitely watch it. It really gets you a feeling of just um, outside of the gameplay. You know, obviously, just I guess it's w- way more cinematic and story heavy. Than any From Software game, and what pretty much since they've taken off with like the original Dark Souls, um, I don't right. think they've had a game with this big of like a cinematic,
1: cinematic story,
0: story okay. presence to it. And they're definitely leaning into it quite a lot, at least what I can tell from this trailer. And mm-hmm. uh, pretty interesting. Highly recommend anyone watch it. It's hard to really explain because it's very uh. Emotional and cinematic, and trying to be super epic. What it's trying to sure. discover there, but um, yeah, at least we get a feeling of every hour or two. Maybe we'll get thrown with some sort of more uh cutscene or story right. bit to where we can like get a closer connection to these characters and all of that. So, yeah, I
1: hope so. That'll be cool. All right, yeah, yeah I'm excited looking forward to that one
0: it's yeah it's weird that front software is um laying into the story this much because i've never really seen them do it in so long mm-hmm. so.
1: yeah
0: i'm happy they can actually do it well like when you see that tray, you're like oh yeah oh wow yes. they, like even in the cinematic storytelling bit of it all because it's, yeah. it's usually more like environmental storytelling which they're really right. great at but this is right. actually um really good in the complete uh opposite version of that you know yep
1: yeah. yep yeah.
0: so further proven their development chops, I guess you could say. Yeah. Okay. Um. New Marvel Spider-Man 2 story trailer dropped. Did you see this?
1: Uh, I did see this one. I think it looks great, man. It got yeah. me excited.
0: It's basically going into Eddie turning into Venom, basically. Right. That's his name, right?
1: I, I think, think so. It. And how about you? Did it get you more excited?
0: Um... I want to see a new gameplay because I feel like yeah, uh, when we got that, we got that gameplay, what was it during a showcase? I want to say for some yeah, reason, it just didn't impress me that much. It's like, eh, it kind of feels more the same. I guess it looks a little better, but not that much better. It's weird jumping from like PS4 to PS5 and it not looking that much better. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess like, you know, well, the original game, was was it 30 or 60? I don't even remember. I think it was... was it, wait, I don't now, know. I can't remember. So long ago, I can't remember. With the gameplay, at least, I totally noticed that you sling a whole lot faster. And it's a lot more fast-paced action, you know, in general, with, like, executing sure. moves, moving around the whole nine yards. Yep. Um, but this is more on the story and understanding the characters and all that. I will agree with the internet on MJ looking stupid. I don't like what's with the jaw. Like, like, (laughs) whatever. I guess it doesn't really matter. But that's the only thing to where I was just kind of laughing and agreeing. I was like, she looks a little off. Looks like a completely different person than the last game, but she's supposed to be the last person from the last game, but just like a few years older. But why does she look like an incredibly, like a completely different person? It just doesn't make any (laughs) sense.
1: It's always so weird when that happened
0: Yeah, it completely threw me off. I'm still just like iffy on this. That's fair. Yeah, I don't, which is which is weird. But yeah, released during a special San Diego Comic Con panel about the game. This trailer features plenty of Peter Parker, Miles Morales, MJ, Craven and a dose of lizard, lots of symbiotic action. And of course, Venom. This is pulled by Wesley LeBlanc over at Game Informer, by the way. I just straight ripped it from there. As you can see, this trailer gives us a first look at Harry Osborn outside of the floating green liquid we presumably saw him in the last game. Uh, another look at Hunter and the Lizard in a heaping of venom, and all of it looks like a great time. The story seems to be a good bit darker than Marvel Spider-Man and Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales, which I definitely agree. It definitely seems to be lean and a lot darker and a lot more serious this time, which I'm about. Miles Morales, too, especially with Peter Parker struggling to contain the darkness that the symbiotic brings out within him. PlayStation has also released some new details from the game's narrative director, Jean Potec. I don't know how to say that. At the beginning of our story, our Spider-Man are at the top of their game. Both Peter Parker and Miles Morales are struggling with their personal lives. Miles is trying to find time to write his college interest exam, but he keeps procrastinating and focusing on Spider-Work instead. Meanwhile, Peter is underwater on payments for Aunt May's house, but he can't sell. It seems too much to him. Which, first of all, if you're Spider-Man, I I get it. You're just trying to do right, and you're busy, and blah, blah, blah. I guarantee you, though, you can find ways to make money. Come on. I never bought into that side of Spider-Man of like that. He's yeah. broke. Dude, there's no way you're spot. You, you can't be broke as Spider-Man. It just doesn't yeah, make come on, sense.
1: Man. By now, all the,
0: all the pictures. <laughs> Forget the photos. Just there's billions of scenarios. You could just like, I don't know, go check something out real quick. Make a bet. I don't know. I can find a lot of... Maybe there's a lot of slimy ways and he's really trying to be incredibly moral. But I don't know. There's got to be some legit moral ways where I can easily make some money. Just just accept whatever job and it could sound incredibly crazy to somebody and be like, dude, just give me a thousand bucks. I'll finish it in a day. Something that would take somebody <laughs> like a week and then it takes you like a few hours because you're Spider-Man and you get your money. You know, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I could figure it out, I feel. MJ wants to help Pete with the mortgage, but her job is on the line now that J. Jonah Jameson is back at the Bugle and looking to clean house. Our heroes have arrived at a... First of all, I wonder if what's-his-name is being the voice for him, like Jameson. Oh, oh, like um... Simmons, uh, right? Simmons, J.K. Simmons. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I know he's reprising his role in some other game we're going to talk about today. Probably, yes, yeah, exactly. don't know about um, this one.
0: <laughs> Our heroes have arrived at a confluence of crossroads with uncertain futures and some tough decisions ahead. As if that wasn't enough, Craven arrives soon after, and the Spider-Man and friends must determine why he's in New York City and who he's hunting. And on top of that, the Venom symbiotic makes its way into town, presenting another set of challenges for the Spider-Man to tackle. Surprisingly, we get a quick snippet of Martin Lee, aka Mr. Negative, one of the antagonists of Marvel's Spider-Man, and Miles isn't too thrilled to see him either. Marvel's Spider-Man 2 creative director Brian says he and Insomniac Games have always thought of the Spider-Man as embryotic improvisers, and that the studio wanted to equip them with new combat abilities to demonstrate this further. This includes Pete's spider arms and symbiotic power, while Miles now brings two forms of bioelectric venom to every fight. And when you start combining these abilities with all new spider gadgets like Web Grabber, it can lead to some exciting combos. Elsewhere in the trailer, we see parter Miles swinging to new parts in the city, like across the East River and into Brooklyn and Queens. Coney Island makes an appearance as well, so they were we were wondering like, okay, are we just gonna make like get a lot more filler of entering a lot more buildings, but it being in the same area, or are we gonna be able to expand and go into different areas within New York? And it looks like they're doing the latter of just like you being able to explore a lot more than New York than what you were prior.
1: Yeah, which is which is cool. I love that they're not just doing you know same kind of game with the two on it. You know.
0: Yeah. 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 We are really excited for people to try out the web slings. For us, it was a cool opportunity to bring something people have seen in comics and movies integrated into the game. Swinging is the core of Spider-Man Traversal, so we designed the web wings to work with swinging and complement it. That way, you can weave back and forth between the two to build up speed and height, which is super cool. I did really like that whenever I saw gameplay and seeing how it all works. It looks incredibly fluid and fun on that regard. In the PlayStation blog post, Patik says that after the team determined it would be telling a Venom story, it knew there'd be a bit of tonal shift. The best symbiotic stories serve as an allergy. We are all darkness inside of us, but what would happen if we would let it take over? Senior art director Jacina Chu says the game's Venom is inspired by the comics, but with a unique take on the white spider icon. And the anatomy of a human. He also uses tendrils that can take on any many forms with all of Venable to shift between liquid and solid quickly. I always think back to when I'm playing Marvel versus Capcom two and playing as Venom and you have like that like move when you're just moving left and right and he sort of like almost turns into a liquid as he's moving. Right. And uh, I always think back on that. And Somnet Games has also revealed a new limited edition Spider-Man 2 PlayStation 5 bundle, including a custom PS5 console, cover design, and a matching DualSense controller. It will also include a digital copy of the game. Pre-orders begins on July 28th, and the PS5 covers and DualSense can be purchased separately. The console and accessories will be released on September 1st. Spider-Man, Marvel Spider-Man 2, hits PlayStation 5 on October 20th. That
1: console looks cool, I I will say.
0: Yeah, I want to speak on that for half a second on... I do believe that we are going to see a PS5 Pro soon. The rumors keep Skyping higher and higher. A lot of people are saying, well, apparently in these factories, chips are being made for the new system and all of this mess. And it's about time, if that was going to happen, it would happen, what, next year? Because I think it kind of needs to happen because PC is like really far exceeding these like consoles that release, And I really think we're going to get refreshed as a console more so than I even thought when it comes to last gen. Last gen, like PC was ahead, but not the majority of the time. It seems yeah. like when these consoles release, they're already behind, right? It felt right. really weird. And so I that's what makes me believe we actually will see pro system soon. So for me, like even if I was interested in this, I wouldn't do so because I feel it's right around the corner of just being able to get a PS5 Pro. Right. And I really want like 120 frames being a thing when it comes to console. And I think it will it could totally happen. I
1: hope so, because every time I think that with console, it's like they start prioritizing things the wrong way. Like let's let's make the graphics look even better, but keep the frame rate
0: it's lower. annoying the hell out of me. We're 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 we keep reducing games to thirty because we want the games to look better. Stop doing this. Just right. just take a little hit on the visuals. Get over it. Things can still look amazing. Go look at PS4 games like uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Last of Us Part Two, whatever. There's examples you can pull from where they still look incredible even to this day. They don't have to look better than that, but they can sure as hell run better than that like i I wish people would shift their focus there but it just seems to be Mm -hmm. like nothing i don't know so many devs just aren't agreeing there and it's very annoying (laughs) at least for me you know
1: yeah no it's a pain it's a pain
0: yeah that's that's the big reason why i'm playing on my pc
1: yeah the consoles always come out and then they're like sometimes they might be ahead for a little amount of time and then they fall behind and they catch up again and it always happens so
0: yeah 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 but at least just focus on frame rate and don't worry about you know like i think most people could take the hit on the visuals for some more frame rate. yeah yeah i agree even if they don't think so or agree i i still feel once they actually grab the controller and play it they'll right. understand
1: <laughs> right. um th- i know i'm supposed to go but did you want to do this one or do you want me to read it
0: yeah 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 You're you're gonna be far too lost with this so, uh, it's just some Diablo four nerdy ass crap. Um, they released a whole bunch of big changes to Diablo four new seasons. Popping up. Actually, it's the first season for the game. And so right before it kicked off the new season on July 20th, we got a big update to the game, just shifting a whole lot of things when it comes to moves and all of this stuff. But I do want to get into some specifics because these specifics, if you play the game, you'll understand how big they are. Mm -hmm. Diablo 4's first season, Season of Mongolin, kicked off July 20th, and ahead of its start, developer Blizzard has pushed a new live update that features some significant changes for the game. This new update, 1.1.0a, brings new items and aspects to Diablo 4 alongside bug fixes, buffs, and nerfs, and more. Let's start with perhaps the most Exciting addition to this update for players, preparing their builds for the season of Maligant. I guess I must say. Six new unique items and seven new legendary aspects. Unique items are the highest tier of loot you can obtain in Diablo 4. You can beat the campaign in around 30 hours and maybe only receive one piece of unique gear. They feature excellent stat boost and unique bonus effects and are tailor-made for specific builds. There are now six unique items to track down while playing in Diablo 4's most challenging tier, World Tier 4. Um, If you ever played Outriders, they had World Tiers. Do you understand what World Tiers is? Basically, as you're playing a game online, you can sort of up the difficulty. But, you know, how do you up the difficulty for everybody involved? So they, a lot of games have been doing these world tiers to where like you basically choose one, two, three, or four. And anyone in these world tiers, all the players are in there. So everyone's getting the same experience within that world tier itself. And that way, gotcha. it uh, the difficulty applies to everyone a part of that. You know what I mean? So, I see. Okay. Yeah, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah. Which, yeah, I think is really neat. So the new unique items are... Avarian Spear of Lysender. It's a staff for general. It's not specific to a certain build. Gain a random shrine effect for 10 to 20 seconds after killing an elite enemy. This can only occur once every 30 seconds. So this staff lasts 10 to 20 seconds after killing an elite enemy. Now the, what it is is these, these shrines, random shrine effect. It could be um... Everyone has unlimited health for however many seconds. Uh, Everyone is way faster. Everyone is way stronger. But a lot of these shrines are so incredibly fun to come across because they basically turn you into some, like, I don't know, rioting god mode of just, like, you shoot one of your abilities and you have, like, eight of them come out of you. And you're just demolishing and teleporting all over the map and just destroying stuff within seconds. That would take, like, minutes. And you're just like, oh my god, and it lasts for like 23 seconds. So you're like rushing to find as many enemies as possible. And just straight wipe the floor with them. Because when you don't have this, the biggest thing with this game is like, even though it's like a really big power trip, like I say, within like two or three seconds, if you're not careful, you're dying. But this, you know, you're not dying for a solid 20, 30 seconds and you, your abilities are far more exceeding than anything prior. So okay. anyway, this sounds really exciting to just be able to equip an item that, Hey, it's just going to randomly happen pretty much every 30 seconds. As long as you can kill like an elite enemy and there's plenty of them around. So I can imagine just hunting down an elite enemy at the very moment I see him, kill him and that could just wreck havoc for like 20, 30 seconds. So it sounds really exciting. Azure Wrath, it's a sword for the Barbarian. It has a lucky hit. Your core skills have up to 20% chance of freezing enemies for 3 seconds and dealing either 0.5 to 1.5 cold damage to them. So you're talking like double your damage output, freezing all the stuff around, and it sounds pretty neat. Uh, Flesh Render is a mace for the Druid. Deliberating Roar and Blood, How deals 0.5 To one damage to nearby poisoned enemies. That's a little weak. Bloodless Wall is a shield for the Necromancer. Has a lucky hit. While you have an active Bone Storm, hitting an enemy outside of a Bone Storm has up to five to twenty-five percent chance to spawn an additional Bone Storm at their location. Each of your active Sacrifice bonuses increase the chance by twenty-five percent, and the total number of additional Bone Storms you can have by plus one. I saw a video of this. It looks absolutely insane. Sounds weird on paper, but when you see it in action, it looks incredibly fun.
1: That does also sound
0: kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Eagle Horn is a bow for the Rogue. Uh, penetrating Shot has a thirty to eighty percent chance of to fire to the arrow that bounces off of walls and scenery, hitting enemies from behind. With Penetrating Shot, will make them vulnerable for three seconds so they'll just kind of like for three seconds be like whoa what's going on first of all most enemies you're defeating well under three seconds so pretty much everything around you is just "Whoa, what's going on while you're bouncing arrows off of the wall and all that, that's so really cool stuff and then last the oculus is a wand for the Sorcerer. sorcerer gain the effect of the teleport enhancement for free when you evade using teleport enhancement you are taken to a random location you're just kind of just disappearing and reappearing all over the map and uh, shooting out spells. And that actually sounds really fun. Okay. Alongside new unique items and legendary aspects, Blizzard has brought a sleuth of buff fixes to Diablo 4. While we won't be getting into Mahir, just go check out the notes. There's like hundreds of <laughs> nice. different fixes, messes around, all of this. This update brings various gameplay updates to Diablo 4 as well. Altar of Lilith unlocks and map discovery is now account-wide, meaning it will progress across Eternal Realm characters and Seasonal characters, and renowned values have been increased in both side quests and dungeons. There's even more in the patch notes. On the world tier side of things, many of the values associated with each have been adjusted. World tier now has a bonus gold that increases from 15 to 20%, and monsters now drop 15% more items, for example. Um, there's, they changed level scaling a whole bunch. Uh, we're not going to get into all that. Helltide, Helltide monsters are now three levels higher than the player instead of two, if you ever dive into that. So they're way tougher than what it was prior, but you're going to get a lot more rewards from that. They improved the core skills to enable more build strategies. There are also a few classes stat decreases on sources that grant extreme amounts of damage, healing or unstoppable. Basically, they were finding out things like, oh, someone was able to make a build that they were able to just walk around, be unstoppable, never be touched or hurt or killed just because of the right combination they will figure out. and let's remove that. Kind of situation <laughs> so.
1: I, w- I will say as someone who's not really a diablo fan um some of this stuff does sound cool it sounds like i know that although the reception for this game has been good there are a decent amount of people with big audiences that i've seen make videos about things that they don't like about this game so i'm glad that they're you know listening to those people too you know trying to yeah i mean
0: th- they're just doing a lot this is way more than i was ever expecting them to do the right. the amount of work they've done so soon I would have expected, like, what, two years later, these changes, all these changes would be made, and this is within, like, what, a month? I don't know. It's... They're really caring, and it really shows, and I'm really happy about that, because I love this game. I'm so it's it's so good blizzard ends by stating diablo 4 is meant to evolve through its seasons and the adjustments made with each season will evolve alongside them meaning it's not trying to focus like, the whole point of a season is you play in a season you have a seasonal character you do some completely different stuff than what you would do in the main campaign but once you run its course you get what you get you get whatever special items and then you're done kind of deal but just because they're going through the season doesn't mean they're just changing the game as a whole along the way and uh watch so, on. It, yeah i'm just really really happy uh diablo 4 is seeming very successful getting a lot of sales making a lot of big improvements it's making making really big moves and it's looking to be one of the best games this year oh,
1: yeah. So. yeah no i i will totally say the way that they've been handling um their updates and everything so far pretty impressive so all right yeah, you can take the um, next one there yeah, so we were talking about J.K. Simmons earlier. He will be reprising his role as Omni-Man in Mortal Kombat 1 from the show slash comic book Invincible. Very cool. Uh, after confirming earlier this weekend at San Diego Comic-Con the Invincible's Omni-Man will be headed to Mortal Kombat 1 alongside Homelander and Peacemaker. Also, Quan Chi, Ermac, Takeda, Lee May, Tanya, and Baraka will be returning from the past Mortal Kombat titles. This is awesome. I... I I have always liked Mortal Kombat, although I haven't been into it really since Mortal Kombat Nine. I think I kind of this makes me want to play it again because the, the the roster is so awesome. This is so cool. So.
0: Yeah, like I said prior, it's like as much as I want to be playing Street Fighter, you know, mm-hmm. I I'd rather be playing this, and it's so it's pretty close to coming out at this point, isn't it? Like the end of August, I want to say, which is like next month. I don't remember. Uh I'll see here. I it might be September maybe. Moral. No, you're right. September fourteenth. Okay, that's what it was. Right but yeah, I'm just gonna I'm gonna wait it out and I'm just gonna pour my energy into this. And uh it's not meaning this is better or worse than that. It's just meaning I'm just trying to make a decision. And to be honest, Omni Man it sounds a little so cooler
1: cool. to me, you know. That's so freaking cool, man. <laughs> I, I i can't believe how how cool that is actually <laughs> And homelander god that's awesome
0: yeah uh peacemaker uh I'm pretty much john cena so you know <laughs> yep yep but yeah cool. i'm excited and jk simmons just being that voice it's like oh that's awesome dude like yeah, he's the man i want to be playing that and just hearing his voice while i'm playing i don't know that just sounds incredible like yep one of the most legendary actors to exist. I really believe that Agree. Yeah. Uh, and I love that he's open to be doing like anime, video games, cartoons, whatever. He's not just, yeah. I don't know, have that stuck up and cold or whatever. Yeah, he's just down that. to do whatever.
1: Yep. Yep.
0: Yeah. I am so, I don't mean whatever stuff that he feels he would want to do.
1: No, I know you what you know mean. What I mean. Yeah.
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, take this next one too. You, I sent you this. You saw this, right? Yes,
1: yes. Last of Us Part One, getting brutal and bloody, first person mod on PC. This is awesome. When I watched the video, I was like, "Yo, this looks amazing." This should have been in the game from from off the bat. But this is. Am I correct in saying this is not officially part of the game? This is a it's mod. It's not. It's I'm a like mod. Separate. Okay. It's a
0: mods. We don't even know a release date yet. They're just saying soon. it's soon two years from now? it's soon three months from now? I don't know um i look into it more and it seems to be more on like no it looks to be a few months but there's no like clear defining line there Mm -hmm. but it looks like such a huge transfer transformation to the game it's not just going from third to first they definitely had to tweak many things um and it looks like they're really putting in the work here and i don't know look it up youtube the last of us part one first person mod there's no way you're not going to be blown away by what you see um and mm. this is one of the most like gruesome games to a release period you know what i mean It's lot it's almost legendary for this reason and uh seeing it all in first person man it, it adds a lot of more brutality to what's going on around you yeah so it looks awesome that video was sick yep and so maybe uh, you know like I'm definitely not complaining PS five when I do play this remake and I'm definitely going to play on PC and you know, pretty much once this drops, I'll probably be jumping into this game and playing through it in first person. And that sounds really cool.
1: Yeah, no, I'm, uh, I'm excited to try it out and I need to play this since I bought it all that time ago and, and never, uh, played it because of the issues had.
0: I think it seems to be pretty good now. So yeah, I think it is in good good shape now, but, uh, yeah, I'm going to wait for this and, uh, Looks pretty awesome. I I think they even upped the, like, brutality and blood and stuff in this mod, even. Um, Just to shove it more in your face. But I'm about that. Very cool. (laughs) Uh, Gundam Evolution is shutting down November 29th. Close to a year of release. Yet another live service game. Can't even last a year. And they're just like, eh, let's ditch it. Which, first, I kind of agree with, like, there's no reason to drag it out for years when there's, like, ten people playing it. and But it's really just pressing home this whole overall feeling of, like, there's too many life service games. Not everyone can play everything. They're going to pick their one or two games at most and stick to them and that be that. You know what I mean? I'm not going to... So, it's just... Sure. It is what it is but it's It's just yet another one and they're going to keep happening which what i was going to get into and i guess i'll get into it now is exo primal i put it into my games that i'm playing almost forced me to be like no i'm gonna go play it i put it in my list that way i can talk on it (laughs) i installed it have yet to launch it something is just like i just i don't know i'm kind of like over yeah. trying to find some multiplayer game thing you know what i mean like
1: but i right. really want right. to
0: give it a shot because it's capcom and it sounds pretty neat like i i'm seeing a lot of good praise for it of saying like and say it's definitely not a bad game it's pretty good actually but uh, i just need to play it for myself and i just haven't taken the time to do so because when i'm sitting down playing a game i'm like okay well there's that or I could just, you know, play something man oh, <laughs> 4, as weird as that sounds. Yeah, play something you know. Right already. <laughs> I don't know. I feel you. Um, but yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, well, next up,
1: High on Life, now released for PS4 and PS5 consoles. Uh, Tim and I both played this game. We both enjoyed
0: it. I think it's great. I think a lot of people underplay it. I think it's phenomenal.
1: Yeah, I had a fun time with it. It's not too long. It doesn't overstay its welcome. It's funny. Uh, it's got good visuals. It's you know, decent to play. So yeah, I say check it out if you haven't had a chance to play it yet.
0: For sure, uh the original Gears of War trilogy now has functional online matchmaking a multiplayer once again. The matchmaking finder for Gears of War One is back online, as well as recent fixes for matchmaking and Gears of War Three. So one, two, and three are all working very solid now, um, which is really neat. Which goes into the next story here of Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty Call of Duty Classics shoot to the top of top paid games lists. Uh, These older Call of Duty games are outselling big hitters such as Red Dead Redemption 2, Hogwarts Legacy, Elden Ring, and even last year's Modern Warfare 2. It's a remarkable resurgence for a collection of games once thought considered to be to the history books, but recent developments have rekindled interest in this golden age of Call of Duty, fueled by apparent matchmaking improvements made by Microsoft itself. Um, and you can see some screenshots here. I, I literally went to the store myself just to see. And yep, yeah, first four top sold games on Xbox. Call of Duty Black Ops 2, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, Call of Duty Black Ops 1, Modern Warfare 3 are the first four on the uh, most sold on Xbox. And Black Ops 2 has over 10,000 players online currently because of it. And so Microsoft is going in here and updating these online for these uh, older games. And uh, I must say, like whether you care about these games or not, it doesn't even matter. Just the fact that they're doing this, I think, is incredibly neat and cool.
1: Yeah, no, that is really cool. I love, I love when they do stuff like this. You know, preserving the older games, letting us still try them out for people who haven't played them or people want to revisit them. You
0: know. Yep. I definitely went and bought Black Ops Two for like fifteen bucks. Funny enough. I bought that and played it on Wii U. <laughs> I just thought it was so, dude, I can play it portable. And it was like, uh, you know, it looked, actually, you know, Wii U was a little better graphic-wise than 360 and PS3. But then the right. PS4 and Xbox One came, like, soon after the Wii U's release, and pretty much, it had, what? It had, like, a six-month window of games <laughs> looking best there. It was kind of funny, actually. Nintendo yeah. was top of the graphics for a few months, you know? <laughs> yes
1: yes for a few months <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah i played black ops 2 there and had a awesome time with it but um that's the last call of duty i cared about um i think it's really great so i went is like, like eh, 15 bucks i'll get it i'm gonna jump back in man like i i did have a lot of good memories with that yep all right
1: next up blizzard games are coming to steam should have done this a long time ago starting, starting with to- overwatch 2 After years of commitment to its own PC launcher, Battle.net, Blizzard is finally caving and releasing a handful of its games on Valve's popular storefront, Steam, and it's starting with Overwatch 2. Overwatch 2 will come to Steam on August 10th with the store page for the game already live. The release will coincide with a new content update, Invasion, which includes PvE story missions, a new PvP game mode, two new maps, and a new hero. Users will still need to connect a Battle.net account to the game to play Overwatch 2 via Steam. It's our goal at Blizzard to listen to players and try to exceed their expectations in everything we do, said Blizzard President Mike Yavara. While Battle.net remains a priority for us now and into the future, we've heard players want the choice of Steam for the selection of our games. Starting with Overwatch 2 on August 10th, we're happy to work with Valve to make that happen. Notably, though, this news comes the same day as Activision Blizzard's earning report, during which the company admitted Overwatch 2's engagement and player investment has declined sequentially over the quarter. It's possible the move to Steam is at least in part a decision taken to breathe new life into the declining player base. So, first of all, they should have done this a long time ago, as should every company, but Overwatch 2 man. Is it safe to call that game a failure?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's literally just Overwatch. Like there's no point in the 2. It's pretty much it's, the same game. Um, like has
1: it even is it even doing well with microtransactions? I don't even know.
0: It's doing just as good as it was before the release of 2 because it's technically gotcha. the same client. You know what I mean? It's not doing any better than what it was before 2 released. It, it, to answer, I, I guess answer it that way. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to say it's doing terrible, but it's definitely falling off the player base and everyone's kind of over it because, again, it's just an older game. It's like, I don't know. Uh, are a bunch of people hopping on Halo 3 right now? No, because it's just older. I don't know. Okay. You know? Right. But, um... Eh. There's multiple things here. One definitely microsoft's influence they're trying to get all this deal's pretty much done they're already doing a lot of preemptive things dude let's update the servers here let's let's talk with activision and be like dude what the hell y'all doing put it on steam come on you're gonna make money putting it on steam go make some money always well i well and it's more of obviously now since we're gonna make more money hey go ahead and put it on there (laughs) but uh so one that that's the biggest reason It's just clearly Microsoft uh, telling them and convincing them they bring it over, which even if they wouldn't have, once they're fully in control, they would have done it anyway, because they're doing with all their other games. Uh, right, right. Because they know
1: how more and more companies, you know, follow to because <laughs> you know, it can only
0: benefit you, you know? Yeah. BattleNet's not bad or anything. It's just the whole set. No, it's just like, it's not oh.
1: it's not bad. It's just Steam is king. That's all. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm excited about this. This definitely lets me know, like, hey, you know, once everything's said and done, I'm assuming that, you know, any Activision published game under Microsoft is just going to go to Steam. I don't see why it wouldn't. And this just gave me faith in that happening since we already seen the first title here. Sure. All right. Yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, we can get into what we're watching, what we're playing, and um, I see what yeah. you put down here. Pretty cool. Yes.
1: So so like I've been saying, people are probably tired of hearing it. I've been kind of like in a gaming funk. So today, yeah. I turned on my Switch. I was like, you know what? This game is too good to not be playing. So I sat down for a while. I uh, I went to the, the Rita Village, the area that you told me. To yeah, go yeah, to. yeah. Um, on my way, I stopped at a few shrines, just kind of get back into it. Uh, i arrived there i started talking to to the people there doing some story stuff and so i've been doing that and i've been having fun again um but yeah i just need to be consistent with it and get to the really amazing stuff in this game you know
0: (laughs) yeah i mean you if you just stick with that you're talking three or four hours if not, i mean maybe two and Mm -hmm. you're gonna see some you're going to see the up climb of like, oh, here comes the cutscenes and the cool epic stuff. And the right, I don't know. I got you know, we'll say it at this point. The game's been out long enough. There's dungeons. Okay. Yeah. You're going to get your first dungeon. You're going to get cutscenes. You're going to get character builds. There's like a huge epic battle even before you get to the dungeon that takes place up in the air. That's incredibly cool. Bird sidekick next to you doing a lot of neat things with that dude they, like i'm excited you for to get through this section
1: yep yep so so yeah that's all i've been playing really i have not played final fantasy uh maybe i will maybe i won't i don't really know how to i don't really know how to navigate a gaming funk because i don't think i've ever had one like this before in my whole life so yeah we'll just take it day by day
0: it's it's <sighs> i don't want to keep harping on this but it's just complicated. I people got to understand. Like Final Fantasy, so near and dear. Right, right. And it's like, what do I do with it? I don't know what to do with this. It's like, and
1: I keep, I keep hearing that there's some really amazing stuff later on. No, know. That,
0: keep going. Um, I, I want to keep going, and I'm sure I will. I just, it's just complicated mess. It's like, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. Yep. It's yep. it doesn't. It's not Final Fantasy to me. It's just I don't know. Like, uh, no matter how many times I say it, and people could disagree all they want. I don't care. I think it's just I'm like playing Devil May Cry with a cool story. I that's that. That is what mm-hmm. it is. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> anyway, how about you? Pikmin Four. I am um, playing that a lot. It's out now. First of all, I'm glad to see others loving it as much as I am. I think IGN yep. gave it nine, if not, yeah, because they don't do the points anymore. I think they just do you know one, two, three, four, five, seven, eight, nine, mm-hmm. ten, and uh, they threw a nine at it. A lot of other outlets I'm seeing nine point five. It's a lot of stuff over nine. This is just Pikmin better than ever. It really, really is, and it's been a long time coming. It's finally out. And I'm glad it's fantastic. There's a lot of, like, slow in the beginning of tutorials and exposition and all of that. And I can see a lot of people falling off in the beginning because of that. If you weren't enamored enough by its cuteness, right from the start, (laughs) the cuteness level is 100 out of 10. It's incredible. But get I promise you... I know everyone's tired of hearing this. Get through the fat fi- two or three hours. Just push push through. Uh, there's a lot of tutorials, a lot of story beats, all of that. Once the game starts going, um, there's hardly any of it after that. And uh, it's a blast. It's so good. There's so many layers to it. The underground is so fun. We've been playing. Remember the bingo and Pikmin 3? If you ever played Yes, that? yes the pikmin 4 version of it it's called something different like "Dambori battle or something it's that but a lot more complex and a lot more fun it's like simpler in a lot of ways but just a lot kind of feels like smash you know smash is just like it's simple to pick up but obviously there's a lot of layers and that's you know that's just nintendo as a whole i guess in many other games right but holy crap is the multiplayer so much fun going well i've been like 1v1ing with like my uh my son or frank coming over and we doing it it's been a blast uh pikmin That's 4 huge nice. huge praise everyone if you're slightly interested go play the demo you can transfer it over to the full game the demo's like three or four hours it's a f- awesome experience i'm so I, I
1: know i know i'm in the middle of of two games right now but honestly the way you're talking about this game Maybe I just need something simple and fun to pull me in. You know, not to say that Zelda's <laughs> not a game, but we can't sit here and say Zelda is a simple sit down and play and no, don't think about yeah. it. game, right? Maybe this is what I need. Maybe this is it. <laughs> I don't
0: it's know. it's, it's so nice, just you know, portable, laying on the couch, playing. Maybe I'll uh download the demo. Yeah, just do that. It's it's free, it's the beginning of it anyway. You'll see the first three or four hours of the game. Um, you can make it bleed even longer because there's a lot of content. You basically get access to the first area and that first area can get real deep. So you get, you get the underground sections, you, you get every aspect of it outside of nighttime. That's the only thing you miss in the demo. Um, all other the layers you understand. And, um, I'm telling you, turn that game on and have your kid watching you. He'll be obsessed uh, right. It's right. such Let's an enjoyable experience to even watch which makes it, which makes me want to just play it more because everyone around you know when I throw it up on the TV nobody's complaining. <laughs> Any other I throw on Diablo 4 everyone's complaining. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, uh, it's great. Played another run of Star Fox 64, went a whole different route. There's a lot of different routes. Uh I wasn't able to achieve the ultimate route which is heavily annoying to me to get the secret special ending of a better boss and all of this. So uh, I'm going to go run another run and hopefully I will be able to see that special ending the next episode. Um, And I just want to further push that. Like, I mean, I got like a lot, I bought like Bomberman hero that I used to love way back in the day um i played it a ton of times again like on emulation throughout the years because it's always been one of my favorites but i'm just kind of like for some reason when i'm just playing with the controller and the real experience like i was saying prior it's just a weird huge game changer so i'm having a to- whole, whole whole lot of fun there um and i wrote down exo primal and like i said i have yet to start it and i really want yes. to because it, again it's only capcom if capcom name wasn't attached i wouldn't even care
1: but yeah, I feel you.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I just I really need to give it a shot. All
1: right. Well, listen, I'm excited now. I'm gonna I'm gonna go home and, and download that uh that yeah,
0: box. just play some Pikmin. I uh, there's no way you're gonna regret it. No way. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Very cool. All right. New game watch, and we'll get out of here. Double Dragon right. Gate in Rise of the Dragons, PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X and S, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch and PC. All platforms basically. July 27th, even your NES. No, i'm choking. uh return on monkey island ios and android it's releasing on mobile july 27th the expanse a tall series all platforms yeah, but switch i kind of want to july play 27th. that too but... yeah 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 i uh, i'm kind of interested too to be honest <laughs> yeah i've been thinking about it um the room vr a dark matter playstation vr 2 july 27th disney illusion island This game is looking better over time i was crapping on at first looks okay whatever i'm still not that interested but cute little platformer switch july 28th and then bimba playstation 5 xbox series x and s xbox one switch pc july 31st all right anything more you need to mention
1: i think that's it for now um i wonder i'm looking up the pikmin uh game length it says roughly 18 to 20 hours But you'll see the first ending however that immediately begins a post-credit sequence that opens new chapters to see the true ending
0: there's no ending to pick man the the best way i can word it is just whatever you want to put into it is what you're going to get out of it there's too many layers and there's too much like content within each section of each little map that you can definitely dig deeper into um it's more of just like yeah i guess technically if you just did each thing once and barely did like surface level stuff, rushed through it, completed it, moved on to the next. Sure. 18 hours, but Pikmin yeah. three, for example, you could beat that game in probably like 15 hours or you could put like a hundred hours into it. So it's really just what you want to do.
1: I might, I might play Pikmin or the expanse episode first, maybe try to get in. Cause I really do want to play that actually. So, yeah.
0: See. Yeah. The good thing with Pikmin is, First of all, every game, just release your demo. Let me play the beginning of the game for the first few hours. And if I like it, I'll buy it. I just wish this was just the norm with everything. It'd be incredible. You know what I mean?
1: Yep. And, yep.
0: So, you know, at least with Pikmin, what I'm getting at is you don't have to go and buy it. Where the expense, you would have to go buy it. Um, right. That's true. That's true. Yeah.
1: All right.
0: Well, let's get out of here, I guess. Armor cores really soon. Yes, that's very exciting. New <laughs> From awesome. Software game, you know? and Because uh, apparently they're never going to release anything Bloodborne related.
1: So. <laughs> Don't even talk to me about that, man.
0: So I'm, I'm going to go, what, reinstall it for like the eighth time, play it for half a second and get pissed Yes, <laughs> not <gonna have laughs> <PS. laughs> Pretty much. I mean, yeah, at wait. this point, I have better luck waiting for a PS4 emulation or something. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. See you guys.
1: Alright guys, see you.